Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today I'm joined by somebody that I don't actually know that well at all, but I was on some training that he did and it was about inviting visitors to networking uh, through the use of social media and particular messaging. And I just knew, listeners, that I had to get Dave Dave Kelly as a guest on this podcast. So we've had some experience of obviously engaging with each other in the training, Dave. Uh, but tell the listeners and tell me a little bit more about you. I know on your LinkedIn profile it mentions podcaster, which always scares me because you probably know more about podcasting than I do. But just give us a little bit of an overview of you and what you're about. Yeah, so uh, glad to be here. Thanks for the invite to come on. Um, myself, I've been in sales my whole life. I was one of those people, probably one of those annoying people at school that had a tuck shop and I was earning and I always had a bit of money when no one had any money. I was making 40 quid a day. It was the best time of my life doing tuck, a tuck shop in competition with the ice cream van. Um, but then all through my professional career, I'd always done sales. And then the more I learned more about sales in doing sales roles, I felt that my biggest value I could add to the marketplace was helping people to achieve their goals through building their business that worked for them rather than them feeling like they're working for a business. So in what I do now within Sales Union, I focus on the journey from a starting point of wondering who your target client is, where they are, where they congregate, what it is that they need from you. I help businesses to build the solutions that they've got to clients' problems so that they can build compelling offers that are almost too good to turn down and ultimately help those business owners to run a business that works for them rather than them feeling like they're working 40, 50, 60 hour weeks and not actually having the life that they want to live. So that's what I'm passionate about, and that's what I do within my business day to day. I can remember signing up for an e-learning academy, it ought to be 12, 13 years ago, uh, with a guy in Canada. And I was trying to create a name for this academy. And he said, call it the, the, the Sterling Sales Academy. And I said, but it's not really about sales. And he said, it is a little bit, because uh, it is about creating stories and offers and things like that. He said, but people are more open to accepting help with their sales. They'll admit that they their sales aren't as good as they need to be. He said they won't admit that their business isn't as good as it uh, could be or that they're not as good as it could be. Is that something that's still true? Do you think, do, do you think people still readily accept that they need help with sales? So I'm listening to a book at the moment, funnily enough, just yesterday, and the author in the book actually was talking about the fact that what a lot of people see as a problem in their business, they see that it's not them, they see it as the thing that's the problem. Yeah. And when you talk about sales, there's so many people out there that think they're not experts in sales. And then in their business, they're saying, the sales element of my business isn't working effectively. When no, it's you're not managing it effectively if you're in charge of it. Yeah. And I think you mentioned networking before, that was prime for it. If you go to an event that's full of business owners and you ask the question, who here would say they're a salesperson? Only half the room will put the hand up. But then if you say, look, hands down, change the question, who here would say one of the reasons they are here at this event is to grow their business or to generate more sales? And every hand goes up and it's, yeah. you know what? I'm sorry to break it to you. You're all salespeople. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Zig Ziglar said, didn't he? He said, you might not have sales in your job title, but you, my friend, if you deal with with people, you are in sales. Yeah. So 
I remember when I had the construction business, I had a 17-year-old apprentice and we had some targets up on the wall that everybody used to walk by. And one day he walked by this uh, sheet and he said, oh, I can see we're, we're slightly down on the housing maintenance sales this month. I've got the managing director of Westbury Homes coming out to see me on site uh, as part of my apprenticeship. Would you like me to ask her for more work? And that's just... For a 17-year-old to say that, who's an apprentice joiner, that that's quite exceptional, isn't it? You know, and, and quite a realisation on his part that he is there to help us grow our sales and grow our business. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know where he was now. Yes. Because I bet, I bet he's not just working as an apprentice joiner in a business. No. If he understands business. No, unfortunately, he wasn't that good at a joiner job, so I don't know where he is now. Well, hopefully, definitely, he's gone into something else. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I told you, I saw you take a, a sip out of your mug there, so tell us a little bit about the coffee and why you don't know what it is that you're necessarily drinking. <laughs> so, do you know what? Again, as a salesperson, I had an, I've got, I've still got an office supplies business. I don't do anything within it. It's all I've got it managed by somebody else. But um, I knew enough about coffee to be able to sell coffee to people that were buying coffee. Yeah. If that's yeah, if that yeah. makes sense, but we're selling coffee machines. We had a unique solution um, where we were, we were distributing. We were the uh, we had an exclusive deal with a company called Keurig, who were based in Germany, but they had Starbucks coffee, and they could sell it. We could yeah. sell it as pods into businesses. So it was something that I knew. And there was little bits like uh, Nespresso pods yeah, had yeah. a certain amount of ca- had a certain amount of coffee per um, per pod. Yeah. Whereas the Starbucks ones, it was like three times as much coffee. Yeah. So although the price was slightly higher for the Starbucks, you were getting three times as much coffee for the value. So little things like that I knew. But when obviously when I knew I was coming on and I got into the studio today, I thought, oh, I need to get a drink. So I literally went into the kitchen. It's a shared kitchen in this studio that we've got. And I always have decaf coffee. Right. Because what I found myself doing, if I'm having, I don't drink coffee or tea or anything at home, I'd never have a warm drink. Yeah. And if I found myself having too much coffee, I'd find myself getting the shakes. So maybe I've not, yeah. you know. I've not got my body used to it, so I'll have decaf wherever I can just so that I don't start getting the shakes. Yeah. I remember meeting a network marketer that brought a coffee solution over to the UK, and he was the head of the whole thing. And he told me a stat that for every cup of coffee that you drank, your body needed five glasses of water to get the pH balance right again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what he said. Right, Right, yeah. So he said the reason that you'd get the shakes with the coffee is is because of that. And I thought, all right, that's interesting. So what I'm actually drinking is a decaf Arabica bean organic coffee because that was right. what was great. What was in there? Yeah, um, and I think you know as as well as what you've told us about Nespresso pods, and I I use actually my coffee is a Nespresso pod, but it's a Starbucks Nespresso pod. Ah, right. uh, yeah. So I really like that, and it's a it's my usual blonde coffee. But it's interesting that really it's not about we shouldn't drink coffee. It's just the fact that we should subsidize it with five glasses of water for every cup of coffee we drink. So there we have yeah. it. Coffee drinkers. There we have it. It's all there. Do you know what? Um, another good coffee story as part of that same thing. We had this solution with a different machine that we started to do a few years later. We're going back probably five or six years. And there was a law firm that we were dealing with and they wanted to provide, they understood that um, giving their clients a better experience than literally just coming in to see a law firm in an office would help yeah. with their overall solution. So what we did with them, they came up with a menu of all these different types of coffee that they could have. And we had different solutions with different levels of intensity. And there was a lady that was a, law, a solicitor in there, an employment lawyer. And she was she came home from work one day and her husband said to her, have you drove home? And she said, yeah, I, yeah, I have to have home. Why? She went, how, how can you drive home after like, you've obviously been drinking? She's like, I've not. And what she'd been doing was drinking this number 10 out of 10 intensity coffee. And he thought that she was absolutely wired because she'd been having too much to drink. She's like, I've not even had a drink. I've been drinking this coffee. 
And it was a, it was, it was just a funny thing, a story in their office. Oh, don't drink the intensity ten unless you're not used to it. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Different people love people love coffee, don't they? But yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of the people that is, is overly concerned with it. Yeah, and I must admit, you know, I, some some coffees I like that are really, really strong, as you say, with the intensity there. But it's I like the taste. It's not the intensity. It's the, it's the taste. So it's whatever's in it. And I'm not a coffee snobbing looking for certain things. But I taste it. If I like it, I drink more of it. If I taste it and I don't like it, then I don't drink it anymore. You know, that's about as complex as my coffee tasting gets, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, apparently coffee is 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 quite sweet as it is, and it's only the stuff they put in it that makes it more bitter. So, what oh, someone that right. told me that's a coffee expert, if they, you know, a, yeah, yeah. aficionado, whatever they call themselves, yeah, yeah. was that if a coffee is really, really good, like a single bean coffee, you shouldn't need to add any sugar to it. If it's bitter, it's because of the stuff that we're adding into it. So, right. it's like I know more about coffee than what I thought. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and actually, we've had a couple of coffee experts that haven't known as much about coffee, so that's good. <laughs> so, so tell us, Dave. You know, obviously, we we met on the the sales training as part of the uh, the BNI Business Networking International uh, training that you did. But what, what have you been working on? What would you like to share that's something significant or something that's been evolving for you? So from working across, not even that many roles to be fair, but working in business over the years, I could see things that when I was on training workshops or doing sales training that they seemed to be missing. And one frustration for me with any sort of sales training was that it would be a classroom type environment where somebody was telling me something in theory the way something should be run, it'd be a role play type environment. It'd be like, right, you say this, it will develop this answer, and then you say this, and they yeah. go, oh, great, let's go ahead. And when I got into the field and tried to implement it, I would find that would never happen. So I, my thinking was, what a waste of time that training was when it's yeah. not helping me to move forward. So one thing I'm passionate about what I do now, I'm passionate about is that any training that I ever deliver, and hopefully you'll be testament to this, yeah. I like to give people, and it, it's my goal for that training, to give them something that they can implement literally immediately, yeah. And it will make an impact. It will make a difference. So that is something that I am passionate about. When yeah. and it's sorry, and it's interesting, uh, listeners as well. That when when I jumped on Dave's training, uh, people were actually doing. I did it. You know, some of the things you were telling us to do, people were actually doing it whilst they were on the training. And I think that's always a good testament to both you as the training provider, but also the content, isn't it? Because if it's something you don't have to think that much about and you can actually just say you know what? i'm just going to do that i'm going to do it now yeah and i've been on some great training of all different aspects and that's that's a sign of great training so well done on that so i think you're absolutely right it's not just after but if you can do it while you're on it even better yeah well listen a confused mind always says no so if yeah. you try to deliver something that is far too complicated or you express it in terms that people don't understand they're never yeah. going to feel comfortable actually going away and implement it so I mean, maybe I'm just simple. I don't know. But I like to try to break it down to be as simple as possible so that people can action it, they can implement it, and then ultimately they want more of it. Yeah. But don't don't you find, and I'm sure listeners, you'll agree as well, that globally and in all areas of business, the one idea that is massive and does so well usually is the one that is so simple in the beginning. It might get layers of complexity as it starts to develop, but... That initial concept is usually the most simple one, isn't it? And it's because it's easy to implement, isn't it? If it's easy to understand, as you say, confusion. Um, mm. If it's easy to understand and easy to implement, then you've got it. So, uh, yeah, absolutely fine. So when you ask about things that I've changed within my business that has made a big impact, for me, when lockdown hit, I was doing two days a week in other people's businesses. So I was doing uh, one day a week in a payroll business, one day a week in a recruitment business, and I was managing their sales team and helping them to be more effective, to generate more sales and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, and what I was always conscious of was that I was growing their business while I was alienating, growing my own. And there was one particular moment where I was sat in with the sales director who I was working really closely with and the two other directors. And I remember saying to them, if you enjoy what you're doing, you'll never work a day in your life with the old mm. Zig Ziglar stuff. And as I walked out of that meeting, we were going across the road to pret a to get some lunch. And as I'm coming down the stairs, I had an email about a furniture installed where there'd been a bit of an issue with it and I was going to have to manage it and deal with it. Mm. And I remember thinking, I've just come out of there telling them if they enjoy what you do, what they do, they'll never work. And I'm now going to have to deal with this thing that I'm not passionate about in the slightest yeah. because I haven't got my sort of ducks in a row to make sure things are in the right order. So for me, one big thing that came about from that was that I changed the model of my business to working individually in certain businesses to do more group coaching stuff so that I could have more impact. Okay. Yeah. And then the, the sort of the secondary thing that happened, I was at a conference, a marketing conference in Orlando last year, and there was a speaker called Brendan Bouchard, who's got the number one yeah. global business podcast. I don't know if he might be one of the people you want to get on the podcast at some point. That'd be an amazing name. Yeah, yeah. He has that. He's number eight on my list. Oh, amazing. I don't, I don't tell him he's number eight. There's no, there's no priority, <laughs> but he is yeah. on my list, you know, yeah. With those sort of lists, what I would do is I'd have number one, number one, number one, number yeah, one. That's number right. one. Yeah. It's a good way well, to Brendan, if you're ever listening to this, you're number one then. That's, that, that's yeah. it. Yeah. He told a story um, about how he got to where he was in his business. And he said, if I could give you one of these two things, which would it be? You're on your deathbed and you can either have generated the most amount of income in your life as you possibly could, or would you like to have had the most amount of impact? Which would you like? Yeah. And for me being sat there, there's 5,000 people there. There was dead silence. And I remember thinking, when I was apply applying for jobs back in the day, I would try to get every single question back to the point that I was money motivated because yeah. I thought that's what the sales manager or director wanted to hear from me as a salesperson because ultimately if I'm money motivated, I'm going to work really hard because I want to earn as much as I can and ultimately they're going to earn a lot more yeah. from me because of it. And in sitting there in that moment, I was thinking, I'm not money motivated at all. It would 100% be impact. And then I, now my where I'm going with my business, I've got a membership site that's literally about to be finished, which gives people access to life-changing stuff that they can implement if they go away in action with a little bit of accountability to make sure they're on the right track. But it's at a really low rate of investment so that they're not put off by a ridiculous price of some of the coaching platforms out there that are following yeah. a, a manual. Um, that, so that's the, the direction that's come from those two experiences yeah. that I'd had in my life. And, that's given me lots of time back. It's enabled me to do amazing things like this with people, amazing people like you yeah. that are putting time into impacting lots of people. And it's this type, sort of stuff that I love doing and find it, it's really effective and it helps lots of people. So, yeah, uh, Brendan Bouchard's book uh, was one of my sort of first books that I got when I came into business. And it's why I recommend every client. So that's Life's Golden Ticket. Uh, and you know, I've actually got a golden ticket in the book. And you know, I've been a follower of his for quite some time. And you're absolutely right. Uh, impact is the thing. So... What kind of difference, Dave, has that made to you then? You know, you've gone through this shift, you know, um, your your mindset's thinking, the way you've had the membership site, we'll hear from you in a moment where we can get details of, of that from, if that's something you want to share. Um, but how has it been for you since that shift? So it's given me a lot of time back, which is really, really important to invest in my own personal development, if you like. So if I'm not, like literally day to day, I'm either working with a client to build their value proposition I'm building my own value proposition or building out content for the membership site, or I am doing personal development stuff myself. So I'm on workshops, seminars, conferences, that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, a recent episode of my podcast that I recorded was about being an expert and how there's so many people out there that say they're an expert in a certain area. But if you think of, I don't know, a web designer that says they're a web design expert, but they learned everything about web design 10 years ago and they've not done any personal development since. Yeah. They're not an expert because things are changing all the time. So I would never class myself as an expert in a certain area. But one thing I can be sure of is that I'm going to be at the forefront of everything because I'm passionate about learning and making sure that 
I can offer the ultimate amount of value to every person that I interact with rather than just saying, I learned this 10, 20 years ago. Let me share it with you now when it's completely outdated. So yeah, that's been a, a massive thing for me because it's given me a lot of time back and I've been able to focus a lot more on my own personal development so that the impact that I can have on more people is much more profound. Now, I know I'm probably going to ask a question that I'm going to get uh, an answer that I'm expecting, but from a point of view of being ahead of something right now, what would you say is something that you're trying your hardest and you're putting the amount of effort into getting either ahead of or on top of at the moment? One thing that I'm trying to grow. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get ahead. You know, what, what, what are you seeing at the moment that's out there that you really want to master or to be a front leader of or just ride the wave that's on at the moment? So I've got somebody that I do quite a bit of stuff with. We're not actually working on any projects together at the moment, but we have in the past. And he's, uh, I was going to say he's an expert. He's at the forefront of any AI automation type stuff. Yeah. So what I, I do is say bit... something AI. It's a, it's a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. So um, we've dovetailed really, really well in businesses where they've wanted to build their processes to a point where they can exit the business. So we help to build those processes to engage more with the target audience. So they generate more sales with less amount of workload. So that ultimately the process builds value into the business. Yeah. So um, he said to me, have you listened to, uh, do you listen to Stephen Bartlett's podcast? And I said, I don't, because personally, the way I consume content is often short form stuff. It's, it's like, I like, uh, I listen to books. I don't sit down and read them. Me too. But the books that I engage with, yeah, the books I engage with, I could listen to for 20 minutes, half an hour here and there, and I can pick them back up and I can still follow it and I can still take yeah. notes and I can still implement stuff. From, in my opinion, some of the stuff that I'd listened to in the past of Stephen Bartlett's, although it, it's really good stuff, I found if I listen to 20 minutes, if I come back at minute 21, I find that I've lost where we were up to because it's not following like a, a natural journey. And it, for me, it was difficult for me to take anything from it that I could implement because things weren't following like a natural yeah. process. Anyway, he said to me, listen to this podcast about um, Social Chain, which is a big business, obviously sold out for 280 million. And I've met personally his business partner, Dom. Yeah. Um, and he said in that podcast, I've never employed a salesperson in my life. And I thought, that's amazing right. to have grown a business and engage with obviously so many clients yeah. without having any salespeople. And he said, look, we just record content that is valuable. People engage it and then they want to work with us. So I thought that's a really interesting mindset to have. And he said, look, in all my businesses now, I don't employ salespeople and I never will. And one thing he says is I've shown people literally how to build an audience and to generate content and stuff like that. And nobody tries to copy it or yeah. to model it. So anyway, part of partly that and partly something that we're planning anyway was a massive content strategy to build the process, to grow an organic audience online for people that need the result that you can deliver. And then the idea was that we could bundle it up as a framework that people then could implement. And again, everything that I go back yeah. to is you implement this, you have this, you take this action, it will generate that result quickly yeah. so that you see that it works. So we are literally right at the start of something that we're going to be doing now to build an audience for a new thing that we're doing completely from scratch. So it's not like we've done loads of legwork in the background. It's something brand yeah. new. No followers, no audience whatsoever. And the idea is over a period of probably three months or 90 days, we are going to generate a result from that based on a target that we've set. And at the end of it, we go, you want that result? This is literally how we did it step by yeah, step. So whilst we're doing it day to day, we're documenting everything in the background and then we're going yeah. to share that at the point. So that's the bit that I'm really excited about. That's what a lot of my time is going to be put into in the next few days. Yeah, and one of the guests that uh, is very close to signing up uh, for, for this podcast is Marcus Sheridan and he's got he's a swimming pool guy who's got the the book in fact his latest revision of the book uh, they ask you answer and that's very yep. much you know same thing if you write really good content that answers the questions that your prospects are asking and thinking of they will come 
because you're doing something that nobody else is doing and it's quite strange it's common sense but not common practice so uh, yeah yeah so it's interesting that's in my audible library because somebody recommended it but at the point when it's got to that was <laughs> going to be reading somebody else had always it introduced me to something else that i thought was more important but if you're oh, saying no. that's a good book part for Absolutely. that strategy That'll be yeah. particularly the latest one, which is revised more for the digital economy, because I first read it probably about 10 years ago uh, and okay. it was important then. But there's lots of tweaks on there now that are really, really useful. Yeah. So Love it. thank uh, you. Definitely that one. So tell us a little bit of how people can connect with you. How can people reach out to you? Where do you want to send them to? Uh, what can we do? And of course, there will be links in the show notes, but please just tell the listeners where they can go and find you. Yeah, so once the membership site's finished, which will literally be days, obviously, depending on when they listen to this podcast, it'll be uh, sales-union.co.uk. Um, LinkedIn is obviously where I engage with lots and lots of people. So uh, it's Dave Kelly. I think my, I think my short, you know, the, yeah. the shortcut is Dave Kelly Graphene because my office supplies business is called Graphene. And I've got a podcast called It's Not What You Sell, It's How You Sell It. So that's available on Spotify and Apple and anywhere audible, wherever you choose to. Great. listen to your podcast so that's mainly aimed at people that are running businesses that want to uh, make the processes more simple to engage more with the target audience so that the business starts running for them rather than them working for the business so Perfect. yeah they're the, the best places great and just give us the the website again where the membership site is going to be so sales-union.co.uk Perfect. great well listeners you know where to go and uh, anything that offers high value like that is certainly worth checking and checking out so just coming to the final few questions dave uh and listeners i know as you listen to this you probably realize that this is being edited i really want to say thank you dave for going through the technical issues that we've had of the recording platform keep kicking you out so and listeners thank you for your, your patience in listening to it but if you could give the listeners one tip one lesson that they could take away from today's episode in probably about a minute and a half before it kicks you out again. It seems to be kicking him out every three minutes, listeners. What would what would you say that lesson would be? So one of the big things that, that I coach or teach into businesses is that you've got to sell someone the thing that they think they want before you can give them what they need. And what I find a lot of people doing, they're constantly trying to sell the thing that they do, but nobody wants the thing. It's the old analogy. Like no one wants a hole, no one wants to drill they want a hole in the wall. Yeah. So you've got to sell the hole in the wall. So you've got to sell the result of what you do. So sell someone the thing they think they want before you give them what they need. If you think about what it is that you do, what is the result that you generate for your client and sell them on that result, if you're delivering the result and all of your competitors are selling the thing that they do, you can stand yourself out in a really, really crowded marketplace and actually yeah. charge a lot more for what you do, work a lot less and generate a lot more income. So that's the, yeah. that's the basis for everything that I do by framing the offers in the right way so that they're compelling, they're too good to turn down and ultimately creating a business that has no competitors in the marketplace because you frame your offer in such a unique way, targeted to a specific niche of person. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yep. Good words of wisdom there. So listeners, make sure you, you think about that. So final question then, Dave. If you were going to have your next decaf coffee uh, in a dream location and you were having that coffee with one of your heroes, whether it's a sports hero, life hero, or business hero, where would it be and who would be the person? That's a really good question. I would, you know what, I'm going to Cape Verde in a couple of weeks. So I'm quite okay. looking forward to just being in Cape Verde. Somewhere sort of paradise on a beach, somewhere not too Some, windy. Somewhere that's warmer than where we are now, right now as we somewhere. record this, yeah. I mean, I'm in Manchester, so it's raining all the time, even though it's the end of July when we're recording. <laughs> yeah. um, at the moment, I, I love Alex Hormozzi's stuff. 
Okay. I think he's he's fantastic. Uh, Russell Brunson is is a part of the he's sort of runs the coaching community that I'm a part of. Um, yeah. Anybody like that? Sporting, I love. I mean, I suppose my favourite footballer is Paul Scholes. Was a Man United fan back in yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, any of those. So I've got quite a keen interest in boxing as well. So you know, I've got tons and tons of heroes within boxing, yeah. but. Yeah, my, my thing with Russell Brunson, my word with Russell Brunson, having coffee with him, and I've had a chat with him a couple of times uh, in various events, usually Tony Robbins events, would be that, one, the coffee would be really expensive because I'd have to pay for it for all of his family. Uh, but two, the speed at which he talks. I'm not quite sure whether I'd keep up with the conversation. I mean, I think I'm quite fast sometimes, but that guy takes it to a whole new level, does it, with enthusiasm and energy in his conversation. So, yeah, I, I think I'd love to be with you if you have a coffee with Russell Brunson, definitely. And on well, coffee. do you know what? Maybe that's why I buy in stuff that he does, because I talk quite fast naturally, but I talk even faster when I'm passionate about something. Yeah. So I quite like that about him. And important note, if it was Russell Brunson and you wanted to reach out to him, he doesn't actually drink coffee. Does he He's not? Well, that explains so a lot. <laughs> yeah. So they, they can't, I mean, God knows how fast he would speak if he oh. was drinking coffee as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah so he, he, I've heard stories that he's told before where, Someone's reached out to him. They've done loads of good things to engage with him. And at the point when they've got a chance to meet with him, they've said, oh, let me buy you a coffee. And they're like, how much do you actually know about me if you don't know that I don't like coffee and it, it damages your credibility? So I suppose it's a good learning point. Anybody that you're trying to engage with, this is what I help people with when I'm talking yeah. about LinkedIn and stuff like that. Look at what they're passionate about right now and talk to them on their terms about the thing that they're interested in rather than the thing that you're interested in. And you should start to generate lots more opportunities and lots more conversations well, going well, that, in the right direction. That's a great tip for me because Russell Brunson is number four on my list. <laughs> Right, okay. Or another number one on my list. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I have to remember that. Yeah, I have to change yeah. the name of the podcast just for his episode, won't I? So it's not yeah, coffee. Yeah. yeah, although we've had lots of other drinks. Well, look, you've been an absolute star. We've got uh, the details of all the links that we want to send people to. Listeners, go and check out the website. Check out the, um, the, the membership site that's going to be launched. And it will be certainly launched by the time this goes live. So check it out right now. And thanks for being a great guest and for persevering through the tech as well. It's been an interesting one, isn't it, for that? Hey, without without an online call, without any tech issues, it wouldn't really be a proper online call, would it? it? Let's be honest. It wouldn't, no. But you're being an absolute star. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. Really enjoyed it. And listeners, as you know now, there's only two things you need to do. You need to subscribe to make sure you get a notification of the other episodes uh, and use the links to go and see what Dave's doing. Listen to his podcast, take a look at his site, visit him on LinkedIn, reach out and take the value and the benefit that Dave offers as part of his provision. And as always, I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.